broadcasting live from the Santa Lucia Highlands through the heart of the Casterville Artichoke Fields, westward to the Elkhorn Slough, and south to the rugged Big Sur coastline. You're listening to What's the Plan? A weekly discussion with local thought leaders about the future of Monterey County. And now, here's your host, Mr. Paul Wyant. Hello, everyone. We have a great show for you today featuring Amy Herzog. She's the executive director of Visit Carmel. You can learn more about Visit Carmel at carmelcalifornia.com. We'll talk to Amy about all the great things going on in Carmel and the origin of Visit Carmel and, and her a little bit about her backstory and how she ended up in Carmel. But before we begin the program, let me remind you that I'm Paul Wyant, owner of Express Employment Professionals in Monterey County. At Express, we can help you find great staff for your company. These are difficult times to find good employees. Let me and my staff find those great employees for you. Sit back, do what you do best, and run your business, and we'll we'll get you some great employees. Give us a call today, 831-920-1230. Again, that's 831-920-1230. Amy, welcome to the program. So happy to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your background in destination marketing, you know, and how you ended up in Carmel and what led you to visit Carmel. Sure. I love to tell my story because um, I just really feel like I, through some, some deliberate choices and then some through chance, uh, we ended up totally changing, changing our destiny in terms of my husband and I and where we ended up, you know, kind of settling and raising a family. Um, but the short version of the story is, first of all, I grew up in the suburbs, suburbs of Chicago, um, and so did my husband. We went to high school together. We both ended up going to college in New York State, upstate New York. Uh, my husband's a writer. I started working in public relations, and after one you know, really brutal Chicago winter, I mean, even more brutal than usual, he turned to me and he said, you know, how do you feel about quitting our jobs and buying an RV, and we're going to we'll drive around the whole country, and I'll write a book about it. And I was like, sure, let's do it. We were newly married, no house, no kids. And it seemed like the right thing to do. And we did travel the country for a year in an RV. And he did write a book about it. But the other thing that happened on that trip is we realized, oh, wait, we could live anywhere. It's kind of one of those realizations you don't have, you know, unless you kind of get out and start thinking about it. Because, you know, we love our parents and our family and our we love Chicago. And it didn't really occur to us, oh, we could actually just like pick up and go somewhere. And during that trip, we absolutely fell in love with the Monterey Peninsula. We had never been there and um, just loved it so much. And I think the idea of like kind of sitting out and being a writer and um, I had had some background in, in um, tourism promotion and public relations. It just seemed like such a great fit for us. We realized we didn't want to live in a big city anymore, and but really loved the amenities that a big city has to offer. Um, so we settled there. That was about 25 years ago now. Um, and ended up staying, raising our two boys who are, were, I'm finally launching my second boy off to college this week, which is why I'm um, in the Midwest. And we're going to be driving to the East Coast to get him settled. But, um, you know, settled in, in Pacific Grove, love the Monterey Peninsula. And my first job was uh, marketing communications director for the Monterey Peninsula Visitors and Convention Bureau. And so I've been working on and off in um, visitor and travel and tourism promotion in the area since we settled. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Was it uh, Cornell, possibly the college? In- it was. Yeah, Cornell. Yeah. Was great Is that where you went? 
No, unfortunately, oh. I went to school. I went to grad school with a bunch of people who went to Cornell, but no, uh-huh. no, it's a, and I, yeah, I have several friends that went there and say, yeah, what a great school. And then uh, your husband, isn't that what it's related to the Monterey Peninsula? Isn't uh, traveling around, I believe in a uh, RV was what Steinbeck did for travels with Charlie, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, and so on that year long trip, we, we tried to read all the classic travel memoirs because that's what my husband was working on. So we read Travels with Charlie, and that was part of our inspiration. Um, read other books like, um, um, what's the one about the uh, Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, <laughs> Blue Highways, uh, Jack Kerouac. So we really kind of immersed ourselves in this idea of being kind of these nomads. And, you know, as I said, he wrote a book, it was called States of Mind. And we traveled to small towns with names like Harmony, California. That was chapter one. That's how we ended up there. Love, Virginia, Friendship, Maine, all these small towns with names that were states of mind. And the premise was, can you find these virtues in small town America? Um, And then he he went on to publish the book States of Mind. And that became that form of travel memoir became kind of a theme for him. He we went out over the years doing other small town travel books with themes like one was called um, small world and it was international town names, you know, Paris, Kentucky and Troy, New York. Oh no. It, it well, actually now I'm getting them confused. That was the, right. That was the international one. And then he did another one that was kind of Greek themed and that was like Sparta, Wisconsin. And it was all based on the odyssey. Anyway, that's a whole other story, but um, you know, travel and travel memoirs that, have always been a theme in our lives. And we actually spent 15 years as national spokespeople for the RV industry association as well. So um, <laughs> it's traveling a, the country in a Renaissance RV. right now too. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's why I was saying so much of it was kind of chance, you know, some of it was luck and chance and um, creating our destiny. But the, the key is though, that once, you know, we have traveled this country many times over and still have always felt so confident in our choice to live on the Monterey Peninsula, because truly like all things considered to us, it's, it's the most ideal place to actually make your home. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh was it? So you got to eat, pray, love. I think that's the Greek one. And then you've got uh, travels with Charlie. Now all you need to do is like uh, walk the Appalachian trail or the Pacific crest trail, like, and, and be like Cheryl Strayed with the, uh, or I don't know if you've ever read Bill Bryson. Oh, Bill Bryson. He's, he, yes. though, didn't he, he has like, a very halfway funny. through the trip or something. Yes. He has a very funny book about, about uh, hiking one of those trails. I remember I read it a long time ago. You're, I think you're right. I don't think he ends up getting picked up along the way, which would probably happen to us as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love, uh, yeah, stories like that are great. And we were, uh, my wife and I are, are, were fans when he was just because he's kind of silly as uh, Anthony Bourdain. He was kind of fun to watch uh, him just yeah. go around and, and be a knucklehead. So, uh, yeah, I love it. So you're in the perfect profession Um I just to rub it in. It's probably hot and sticky today in Chicago. It's 65 and sunny to get in uh, beautiful Salinas, California, which is mm-hmm. where I'm sitting right now. So <laughs> just uh, just to let you know a little bit for the tourism. Yeah. So yeah. listening to this, yeah. be happy you're not in Chicago. Um, well, and I will be arriving back on the Monterey Peninsula in time for what we would call our summer season, our hot and hot and sunny September and October. Oh, so uh, or our secret season, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's really, I think it's the best time because particularly in Pacific Grove, because like I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we're sitting around and it was it was like 50 or high 40s, maybe even. <laughs> and it's it's August. And we're like, what's going on here? And, and you're right. You get into that October, early November and it's 70 degrees and sunny. So it's a, it's a weird that that uh, coastal marine layer is kind of odd. Yeah. But tell us tell us a little bit about uh 
you know, uh, it's the, the website is carmelcalifornia.com. Visit California. Can you tell us about um, just some of the stuff you've been working on over the summer after the pandemic and some of these stuff you're excited about in the, uh, in the fall and spring? Sure. Well, yeah, let me explain. So Visit Carmel is the Destination Marketing Association for Carmel by the Sea. So our focus, is, among other things, our objective is to bring visitors to stay overnight in Carmel by the Sea. We're um, funded by the hotels in Carmel, the 42 or so inns that make up the one square mile of Carmel by the Sea. And we also work with the city as in a close partnership, as well as with the restaurants and all of the uh, visitor-based businesses in Carmel by the Sea. Um, you know, in in the past, it's been um, it's always been complex. It's always been enjoyable. We've always been very strategic about how we position the destination. We're very attuned to you know the way we're branded and present ourselves as a you know intimate, special, you know beautiful, naturally beautiful um, place to come visit. And, um, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of been our objective. Now, this past year has been incredibly challenging for obvious reasons. You know, for the first time ever, we were sending out messages, don't come. And that was something that everyone at Destination Marketing, you know, probably didn't predict that that was the kind of campaigns they would be running. You know, it, you know saying, of course, in the nicest possible way, you know, being reassuring, but at the same time saying, you know, we'll, we're going to keep Carmel safe, you know, th- you know, until you can safely return. And that was kind of how the pandemic started. And then, not to not to belabor the whole past year because everyone doesn't even want to probably go back there again. But, you know, that went through all sorts of iterations and, you know, the challenges of trying to keep our businesses afloat, keep the economy moving, but also doing it safely and tactfully and strategically. And so with that behind us, you know, we still have our challenges. We are trying to figure out that balance between, um, you know, promoting the destination and protecting it. And um, it's been really rewarding, quite frankly, um, this past year, because I've always felt like I just love my job. You know, I love working. I love, you know, having Carmel by the sea as your product, if you want to call it that has always felt like, God, how did I luck into this? You know, it sells itself. But the fact is like, it is complicated and it's complex and made even more so. So, um, we're, I'm really excited about the challenges ahead, and I do also feel like it's been even more rewarding because it's it's you know it, I I think it's never become more uh, clear how important tourism is to this to Carmel by the Sea and this as well as tourism on the Monterey Peninsula to the whole area, you know, and that delicate balance, that interdependence we have on each other between the visitor and the resident, and you know how we how we how we find that, you know, it's like when there, when there was no one here, it felt terrible. And then, you know, coming out of car week when it felt relatively so busy compared to where it had been, that was kind of hard for some people to adjust to as well. So we're, we're constantly working on that balance. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break. We're talking right now to Amy Herzog. She's the executive director of Visit Carmel. You can learn more about Visit Carmel at carmelcalifornia.com. On there, you'll find a calendar of events and and learn about all the great things they're doing. So uh, more with Amy right after this break.
One company is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Sounds like a big number, doesn't it? Not to express employment professionals. We take pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Express Employment Professionals is on a mission to put a million people to work each year. Let us help. We'll open doors for you. For great employees, call Monterey County Express Employment Professionals, 831-920-1230. That's 831-920-1230. Advertising. Love it or hate it, it's a vital tool for business owners to attract customers and earn a living. But some city governments have arbitrary laws about what advertising signs can and cannot say. The First Amendment protects freedom of speech. IJ is committed to defending free speech against excessive and unfair government regulations. Please visit our website today at ij.org to find out how you can help the Institute for Justice. If you're planning an event and searching for the perfect venue, consider the Monterey County Sheriff's Posse Grounds on Old Natividad Road in Salinas. The Posse Grounds has it all. A complete kitchen, barbecue pits. We also have an outdoor stage featuring a large dance area, all in a private setting and wide open spaces. So book your event now. Call 831-444-6267 or visit our website at mcsposse.com. The Monterey County Sheriff's Posse is a not-for-profit organization. You're listening to What's the Plan with your host, Paul Wyatt, here on Power Talk 1460 and 101 FM. Now let's get back to more of the show with Paul. All right, we're in the middle of a discussion with Amy Herzog. She's the executive director of Visit Carmel. You can learn more about Visit Carmel at carmelcalifornia.com. Amy, uh, great conversation. I just want to ask you a little bit about the website. Can you talk a little bit, talk us through what folks will find on the CarmelCalifornia.com website? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So CarmelCalifornia.com is kind of our hub of information. And we're, you know, constantly keeping that updated. So first and foremost, the first thing you can see is, you know, things you need to know before you come. So we're always updating, you know, whatever the safety protocols are, you know, that's where that information can be found. And that's not just for COVID. That could be... Not that we have any, knock on wood, but that could be if there are fires or smoke in the area, or if there's an issue with Highway 1, you know, we are in California and anything can happen. So we're always careful to make sure we're communicating with our visitor. But, uh, you know, luckily, we're not having any of those issues right now. Um, But yes, it's a one-stop shop. You can book a hotel room. You can do a search, real-time search for all the hotels and compare rates and availability. And um, you can check out all the restaurants, figure out where you want to make your reservations, And of course, look at sample itineraries, things to do. But, you know, some of the things that we really focus on now, um, of course, we're we're focused on all the things you can do outdoors in Carmel, which is almost everything. Um, You know, obviously, we have a famous white sand beach. That's a huge attraction. There's incredible shopping um, and the dining. You know, we have 52 full service restaurants in one square mile. And I think we we. I don't know if this is 100% verified, but we are pretty confident confident that we have more restaurants per capita than any other U.S. city. Uh, we only have 3,700 restaurants and 52 restaurants serve 3,700 population is quite a lot. So we pride ourselves on that. But it's not just that. It's the diversity of those restaurant choices. It's that they're you know independently owner-operated. We have 
you know, we are, we're not a chain restaurant or chain hotel or a chain store destination. You know, we are, we are locals that are living and working and, um, you know, owning these businesses. And that's, I think, one of the reasons that when you come to Carmel by the Sea, it feels personal. It feels intimate, you know, because you're, you're working, you know, you're dealing with people who live there. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the things that we're excited about coming up, um, first of all, we just recently launched a new wine walk. So one of the things we discovered a couple years ago when there were some fires up in the Napa area, and we had a, we were started hosting a bunch of displaced wine enthusiasts who couldn't take their vacation in Napa. So a lot of them were like, oh, we didn't, we didn't know you had all this wine in Carmel. It's a different experience in Napa completely, but it, what makes, that's what makes it special. It's completely walkable. We have um, almost 20 wine tasting rooms within the walkable one square mile. And so we launched a free mobile app. It's at, um, if you go to our website and just go to the wine tasting section or just do Carmel California slash wine walk, you can download onto your phone this free mobile app which is really just about helping guide you to the wine tasting rooms. And it's more of a upgraded experience. So that's something that we're kind of excited about. That's kind of new. Um, I have to ask, yeah. you, there are some folks who, who don't necessarily like using smartphones and the internet. And mm-hmm. I know that you partner closely with the Carmel Chamber of Commerce, which is on mm-hmm. the third floor of the, of the plaza. Yeah. Uh, do you, can, is that, are they open and can people go there to kind of learn some of this information? Yes. The, the Carmel chamber runs the visitor center. I think it's actually on the second floor of the plaza. Okay. The chamber offices are on the third. You're right. But then there's a visitor center on the second and that's open seven days a week. I think it opens a little bit later on Sundays, but, but most, you know, certainly between noon and four. And I think their hours are expanded now that it's summer. Um, you can stop in at the visitor center and we have, um, a brochure and walkable map. I mean, we actually have printed pieces. So people who like printed pieces can take that with them. Um, we've got all sorts of information in there, but there is also information about the wine walk. Yes. Um, the other event that we, that's kind of new that people might not know about is called meet the makers. It's an event in October. That, so there are 90 or so art galleries in Carmel by the sea. It's, you know, we have a rich, deep history in art um, that, the town really started as kind of an artist colony with a bunch of displaced artists and craftsmen who, um, after the 1906 earthquake, kind of came down to Carmel by the Sea and bought lots of land. It was not expensive at the time. And uh, so we have a deep history with artists. And um, they have a every second Saturday of the month art walk just to the locally owned art galleries. There are about 20 or so art galleries. They're just owned by local artists who are painting on site often. I, so, have, to, I um, have to give a plug out because I love yeah. uh, Scott Jacobs. He was a, He's a former Navy CB. I was in the Navy and he does Ooh. those great pictures of Bill Moraney. I think one of the hearts, if you walk around Carmel now, there's those hearts that they're auctioning off and he did one of Clint Eastwood. He's a phenomenal artist, local artist. And he's probably someone on your art walk. So there you go. Yes, he is. And I love that all the, all the hearts turned out amazing. In fact, for those who are interested, I think you can bid on those hearts. Now there's that silent an online auction for those hearts. And I think it closes tomorrow. Yeah. So go to carmelchamber.org and you can get a link to bid on those incredible, huge hearts and own one of them now. Um, and I think the proceeds are going to a, a charity. But uh, right, so that art walk, but in October, we do an art and wine event. So it's more of a glorified art walk. And it's just a great way to showcase local artists, locally made Monterey County wine and pair them together and, you know, walk around and enjoy, you know, beautiful things. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a great city. and so many things. Um, during the new year, a lot of times, uh, I mean, the 
New Year's Eve is a big deal throughout the peninsula. Are you guys planning anything special this year? Because obviously you probably didn't get to celebrate last year. Well, that's true. Um, you know, usually um, in Carmel by the sea specific, you know, Monterey has a whole first night. So they have a big event, but um, for a more intimate experience, Carmel by the sea, usually it's the individual restaurants have special events and things. So that would be you know highlighted on our website as we get closer to that event. And I know in the past that packed rep theater um, has also usually had a great New Year's Eve performance, kind of like a rock and roll show. I don't know if that's scheduled for this year or not, but our website, if you go to the events area of our website, not only do we have like the kind of the big annual events, but there's a performing arts calendar on there. Mm-hmm. So I, that, um, yeah, and I, I apologize for that. I, I was, yeah, I know you guys are more intimate. I should have, I, one thing I do like though for kids is you have the sandcastle competition, right? Is that, yep. that this year as well? Or? And that it, and that is happening this year. Um, I can't remember the date offhand. I they just updated the date, so if you go to our website, maybe you're on it. Looking at, I'm looking now. It's, it's October second. It looks like yeah. Oh, perfect. Right, October second, the sandcastle contest. So great down on Carmel Beach. It's just incredible to see the talented people creating these huge sand sculptures. I was amazed the first time I saw that, and I could walk around that forever. And it's a lot of fun. So I'm happy to announce that that is happening this year. I, um, and then I, you know, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, in addition to the sandcastles and things, what what about the parklets? What's the latest from the um, the the city council on the parklets? Are those going to continue with the restaurants eating outside, or how's what's going to happen there? Or have you heard? Well, that that topic is on the agenda for the next city council meeting, which is on September seventh. So I really don't have any inside TV. info on that. Yeah, TBD. About, is there any updates on uh, beach fires too? I know they. They're loud again inside the enclosures, but or just visit Carmel. Do you guys have official position on that? Would you like to see them continue or, or what do you think? Uh, we have no official position on that at all. That's really up to uh, city council. Um, beach fires are allowed, but it's very specific in the way that you can have a beach fire on Carmel Beach. So yeah. there are specific um like beach fire pits that they, they put out and um, only certain things can be burnt in those. And um, I would suggest that on our website as well, the city's website, it outlines very specifically what the rules are and people are w- absolutely welcome because fires on beaches are amazing, but, you know, really ask that they please follow the rules that the city has laid out. Phenomenal. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't kind of uh, wondering, is there anything you'd like to add, you know, that we, we forgot to discuss um, that you're excited about coming into, you know, next year and you probably have a full slate of events next year and it'll be business as usual. But. Well, I mean, quite honestly, I, I, one of the things I've learned, Paul, this past year is that I don't think we all really know what's going to happen. Um, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful. It's, it was actually, you know, it, it feels so good to be able to have welcome visitors you know, in, in, in a way that feels close to normal, but, um, you know, I would just say, you know, keep checking on our website and yes, I mean, you know, we, we've got most events are planned, but you know, I, I wouldn't want to make any promises. One thing I will tell you that's also coming down the pike because we were talking about January Mm -hmm. and a couple of things I would like to put out there. One is, um, you know, Carmel in the wintertime is by far the best time to visit. If you want to experience Carmel a little more, you know, for yourself, 
in a little quieter time and get kind of the run of the place a little more than I would encourage January, February, March. I mean, those are our slower times. So I just want to put that out there. I, you know, it, that's going to be a different experience. And, you know, we, we talk about that as being kind of the cozy and romantic months. So um, I would encourage that. We also have an event um, that we're putting together. We had, we had had one, one of them and then we hit the pandemic. So this will be our second annual Carmel Culinary Week. I mean, if you're a foodie and you love to try new restaurants and try special menus, um, that happens the second half of January. So you could come out, you know, watch for that, you know, sign up for our newsletter. We have a, a new, an e-blast newsletter sign up on our website. And that way you can be sure that you'll, you know, we can, um, we promote the events just once a month. We send out an e-blast that kind of says what's coming up. But the Carmel Culinary Week is really special because it's all these special prefix menus and um, kind of really intimate little events where you're working with chefs and things. So I would, I would definitely want to make sure to put that out there because a lot of people don't know about it because it was pretty new before, before the COVID hit. So. Well, that's, that's great, Amy. Uh, it's CarmelCalifornia.com. Um, you can find out all this information. Thanks so much for, uh, you know, talking to me today and good luck with uh, getting your, uh, your son uh to college, I guess, uh, over the next week. So that sounds like very exciting. A lot of changes. It'll be, the, the house will be quiet probably in the coming month. So. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of that. <laughs> so, so anyway, well, thank you so much, Amy. It was yeah. very nice talking to you. Thanks, Paul. Okay, everyone. That brings us to the end of another What's the Plan, sadly. But if you want more What's the Plan, you can go to our website, what's the plan monterey.com. And you can listen to every episode going back to the very first one. That Again, that's whatstheplanmonterey.com. I'm Paul Wyant, owner of Express Employment Professionals of Monterey County. At Express, we can help you find great staff for your business. If you're having trouble finding good staff, give us a call. We have many innovative solutions and we have tons of contacts with uh, great employees. Let us help you find that great employee locally that can really help your business out. Um, yep, 831-920-1230. Let our team of experts work on behalf of you and find that next great recruit. I'm telling you, we do a great job. We've worked with hundreds of other businesses in the Monterey County area. Uh, we'd love to help you. 831-920-1230. Now, of course, let me thank Mr. Mark Carbonero, he's the greatest producer in the business. He's behind the mixing table working tirelessly to make sure the sound for this program and others sounds great. Thank you so much, Mark. And of course, thanks to Mr. David Marzetti. He is the host of the Saturday Morning Shag Bag Radio Show at 9 a.m. right here on 101.1 FM and 1460 a.m. But the afternoon's not over yet. You're going to want to stick around for Business Sense Radio with Mr. Edward King. And that's up next. When I- 